Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck. Too tall, Stuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything, Mr. Nathaniel Ron Paul <laughs> Paul Thurston. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was briefly considering my congressional run, I thought maybe I'd just go with the middle name as my last name, just get rid of the last one, and just go by Nathaniel, Nathaniel Paul. Nathaniel Paul. I thought that'd be pretty good. I thought it might help. Yeah. You'd probably you get know. some donations. Yeah. But I'm not a doctor, so I guess maybe people would know and then there would be a there would just be a big i don't know i would get in trouble probably the press would be all over it so i'm not going to let them have that also i'm not going to run for any type of office ever my whole life well you have a doctorate in liberty yeah yeah honorary doctorate degree yeah from meme academy it was pretty good so (laughs) from meme academy yeah yeah it's a new one that just popped up it's a it's a new thing online only kids are doing it these days so uh hey this is the good morning liberty podcast where we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to when we want to and by the way if we continue wanting to at the current pace then we could have a 500th episode party on the 4th of July. No. Yeah. Is that for real? That's real. I was looking I was looking through the calendar today, counting it up and doing some projections on the numbers there. That would be so cool. And we could throw a party on the 4th of July for our 500th episode. I think that that would be pretty cool, That'd honestly. Be, I mean, that sounds like America. Yeah. That does sound like America. If I ever heard of it. Honestly, I think we need to do a few episodes a day just to get the numbers right if, if we're falling behind. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> We'll do a couple weekend episodes. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone is interested in that, we might be looking for around that time or maybe that date. Now, the 4th is on a Sunday, so we'd have to just do a weekend extravaganza leading up to the 4th. I think that that's obviously what we'd have to do. And, of course, the only people coming to that party would be the Patreon subscribers the people who put their money where their mouths are by going to patreon.com slash Liberty and chipping in as little as five bucks a month. Are the $5 a monthers going to be qualifying for this? Yeah, they probably will. We'll see, though. No, they will. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I but they know. definitely will be considered. So anyway, today was a news day where around noon, I was like, what the are we going to talk about today? Because I don't have anything. I don't care about anything that's happening. But I did find some things to care about. We got a couple dumb bleeps in here that we're going to talk about. We need to talk about why Charlie's wearing a hockey jersey mm-hmm. on our very professional podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, Super pro. You look like you're ready to go downtown to a Preds game. Yes. So is that a, that's a thing. They're that's allowing people to go to the Preds games. 33% capacity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you get the same seats you used to have? Uh, no, I, I they I didn't. I had to buy tickets. Oh. I, no, they gave me credit actually, so I got free tickets. I got you. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So, but I had to buy them in a different location. Well, we do have some news items here. We want to make sure that you guys stay up on what the news is, what exactly is going on, and we'll give you our fresh takes on it, or just make everyone aware. And Charlie is going to make everyone aware of something very important because we were super worried about this until today. 
This is really big news, and honestly, I'm going to have to check this. This is, this is good news. I'm going to have to check the science behind it, because I don't is, know. It sounds dangerous to this me. This is great news for all of you guys out there. They're lifting some restrictions. How about that? This from Fox News. The CDC says fully vaccinated people. It means you had either the one Johnson & Johnson shot, or you had two of the other shots. So you're fully vaccinated. You don't need no more masks outdoors. <laughs> So CDC says fully vaccinated people don't need masks outdoors. How about that? So when you're outside deer hunting or whatever you do outside, uh, maybe having the 4th of July party or something, no more masks. How about now, that? Now, can you stand right next to somebody uh, if you, you're outside? How do you prove that you've been fully vaccinated? Like we're still at the point where we can walk around and say, oh, that's cool. Oh, I've, been, I've been vaccinated. I don't know. You know? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, which they didn't do a very good job of the, the prevention part when it comes to COVID, <laughs> has updated mask guidance for people who are fully vaccinated against the novel coronavirus in a White House COVID-19 briefed on Tuesday. You know, it is an important point that the word prevention is in the name of the organization. Can we just get rid of that part, please? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. Sorry. I just had I, I really hadn't thought about the fact that that is in there, but that is yeah. important. So Dr. Rochelle uh, Walensky, director of the CDC, said science shows there are, quote, many situations where fully vaccinated people do not need to wear a mask, particularly if they are outdoors. <laughs> wow. Walensky said those who are fully vaccinated or 14 days post second dose of either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or two weeks past the Johnson Johnson one dose jab can attend a small outdoor gathering with people who are vaccinated or unvaccinated or dine with friends from multiple households without a mask. So we are returning freedoms mm -hmm. to some people as long as, we've, you, we've, as long as you're fully vaccinated. We've entered this world where the freedoms are now able to just be taken away as much as the government wants to. I don't know when this started. I think roughly like 100 years ago or so, something like that. But they can take the freedoms away as much as they want to. And then if you do something that they want you to do, then they will allow you to have some of the freedoms back. Isn't mm. that nice of them? We should all be so appreciative of the CDC right now. So nice. Man, this doesn't, uh, this doesn't sound weird at all here in America. This is America, isn't it? Okay. America. All right, speaking of America, you know, we got this thing where we do our congressional seats. And I don't know if you heard, but there were some winners and some losers from the new census. They've they've reapportioned some of the congressional seats. And it kind of tells you a little bit about uh, what states are receiving the most population and from where those people are coming. So from the Associated Press, more than a year since 2020 census began in a remote Alaska village. The first numbers to emerge from the nation's once a decade headcount were released on Monday, showing how many congressional seats and, this is important, electoral college votes each state is getting based on its population. Because the number of seats in the House of Representatives is set at 435, it's a zero-sum game. Now all the people on the left paying attention, uh, paying attention to this, this is a literal zero-sum game. You don't get more population and then they make more house seats after that, which some would argue they should have more house seats because we have more people than we did when they settled on that 435 number. But that's a discussion for another time. But this is an actual zero-sum game where one place gets a new seat and another one loses it. 
as opposed to like with money. When someone gets more money, it doesn't mean that it was taken from other people. Anyway, just in case anyone wanted to know what a zero-sum game would actually look like. So, a look at the 13 states that will gain or lose political power and federal money through the apportionment process because of changes in population over the past decade. So here is going to be here is who's going to gain from this. Texas is getting two seats. All right. People are moving to Texas. So they say that people are moving from other states like California and that this has led to, to Texas getting two more seats. That's a pretty big deal. Florida, which is the nation's third most populous state, is also gaining in this. Colorado, Montana, North Carolina, Oregon, those are going to be gaining as well. And then we look at the losers. Who are the losers in the scenario? Who lost seats? California, no, Illinois, well, imagine that. New York, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Hmm. And what, what the real conversation behind this should be is why are people leaving these states and going to the other states? Because that's really what's happening here. I think it's, it's like the most clear and obvious example you've seen. The population change was so much from some of these crazy blue states to some of these red states that could be crazy. We don't know for sure that they've actually lost seats in the House of Representatives and have now gone to the other Texas and Florida and places like that. California is very interesting because it says here, its stagnant growth over the past decade causes it to lose a single seat for the first time in 170 years of statehood. Wow. Its number of house numbers goes from 53 to 52 for a state that has been a symbol of limitless growth and endless possibilities since the gold rush of the 1800s. Now, what happened? What has happened for the growth to stop? I don't know. We talk about this, you know, philosophically. I had this conversation with my dad this morning, actually, because uh, something Jordan Peterson says that I think matters a lot, which there is no stasis, right? There's, there's only forwards and there's only backwards because if you sit still, the world moves without you, right? And so what kind of policies is limiting California's growth? I wonder. It's got to be their, their free market policies are probably what's leading to it. Definitely you know, racism. Racism, yeah. yeah. The free, the just laissez-faire capitalism mm -hmm. that they're living under yep. over there. That's that's really what it is. Yeah, no gun laws and regulations. It's yeah. the wild, wild west in California. <laughs> it's limiting growth, obviously. Nobody wants to be there because you walk into the saloon and uh, trade your bullet for a shot of whiskey, and then the whole place gets burned <laughs> down to the ground. That's why no one's moving there. Now, what is important here is what Maurice, the notorious BLG, <laughs> just brought up, is what areas of the states are gaining the seats. So I'm not, you know, it, we're not saying that Republicans are actually going to gain from this. I think in some places they are going to. But it is true that a lot of the areas that are going to be receiving new seats could just simply be Democratic congressional members still because of the areas where they're going to be adding the seats. So it all depends on who's going to gerrymander those lines around. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll see what the districts are going to be. Mm -hmm. So, well, cause it could be one of two things. Either this is a, an exodus of people from States who don't like the policies, or this could be an underlying genius democratic plan where they're incentivizing <laughs> people to move to certain states. I was thinking, I literally <laughs> had this exact same thought because Texas gained two electoral college votes. Mm. 
and they've been talking about flipping Texas. Blue. California is a done deal. They're going to get California. It's mm-hmm. already got 52 or something electoral yeah. college Went votes. 53 to 52. And so now it just makes Texas a little bit more important for where those electoral college votes go. But um, anyway, I think that that's, it's interesting and it kind of tells you what these policies end up leading to, even if the people who are leaving are people who are going to end up voting for the same policies that ran them out of the previous state. I don't think that they, I don't think that everyone has learned their lessons. I think they're going to think that the right politicians are going to do the right things in the areas that they move to. And I, I don't see that we're out of the woods yet on all of this, but please, everyone who's moving to Texas and Florida, don't go in there and support the same policies that led to the reason that you left California or Illinois. Um, use your brain just a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is it that made you leave? It's not because the evil businesses decided to leave so you didn't have a job. And it's not because the evil landlords raised the rent so much that you needed to leave because it was too expensive. What policies led to those things happening? We had You got to actually do an in-depth analysis of this. And it's pretty gall darn clear why you moved from California and Illinois and New York and moved to Texas or Florida. And it's not because you like the the sunshine better in Texas than California. Yeah, because I mean, it's not better. Maybe from Illinois. I mean, there's yeah. if you're not a farmer, there's little to no reason to be in Illinois unless you like Chicago a lot. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you. I'm telling man. I'm telling you like it is right now. Yeah. You don't need Tell to me. be there unless you've got some corn out mm-hmm. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And soybeans. That's fine. Yeah. And some wheat. Weed now. And weed. Yeah. Although it's very expensive still. Yeah. To grow. So they do have a market for it. Now. Yeah. Um, so I threw a dumb bleep in here and Charlie. Chicago Charlie, is a cool city. It, it is. It is expensive. It is very, so expensive. Yeah. And it's not worth it. In my opinion, Chicago is not cool enough to make up for how expensive it is compared to other big cities you could live in mm. like Nashville or like Houston or Dallas or something like that. Why not just move to one of those cities? Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah. So, um, I like Dallas. Marianne Williamson, who ran for president, said something that could not wait for Friday's dumb bleep. There's no way that this could happen. I put it up on screen, Charlie, if you want to let everyone know. Okay. She tweets, um, I support a mix of socialism and highly regulated free market capitalism. So essentially, she said, I support a mix of socialism and fascism. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what she said. Without <laughs> knowing, that's what she said. Let's, let's focus in on the last few words there. Now, now, listen, people actually think this, and they think it with a that, you know straight face, and they somehow that it makes sense that you could say the words, highly regulated, free market, capitalism. Hello? Yeah. Anyone? It's like free shipping on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, it's not actually free. And a market that is highly regulated is not a free market. She just needed to take out the word free. What? It's highly regulated market capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she... I don't... I need to talk to her about this. Or I need to, the thing is, this is how people on the left actually do think. They can look at our markets and see that they are insanely regulated. They could look at something like the healthcare market and see that it's the second most regulated market to the banking sector. 
and see all the pages of regulations and rules and everything that people have to go by and all the controls in the market. And they still, still will say that it's a free market. Even showing them all of those things, they will say that it's a free market. Mm -hmm. And this is really pinpointing the flaw in the logic. They actually think that if you allow a market to operate and you just control it from the outside, that it's still a free market. What the actual F yeah. is she talking about? She doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know. Yeah. Amanda's got it right here. She said, uh, basically what she's saying is, I support the regulations that make the big businesses bigger. Yeah. And, and, but they hate big business. Yeah. But then, then they support the very policies that make big businesses even bigger. They, they always have. Yeah. They always have. Because then they'll just break them up with antitrust. Of course. Yeah. You There's, even have conservatives believing in that. You know, the, I was watching this the other day. I think it was, I think I happened to see it on Fox News. That One of the conservatives was uh, talking about the way that we get back to freedom of speech online is we have to break up these big tech companies who have a monopoly. And then he listed off like six different tech companies. <laughs> and I was like, how do they have a monopoly? I don't understand. You listed off six of them. And, and what does breaking them up have to do with anything? What, what does that actually do? We already proved that Facebook and Twitter and just say Amazon because of the, the parlor thing can all act as separate companies at the exact same time and do the exact same thing on the same day. And they're all different companies. Do you think it really matters that if there's five companies instead of the three that I just named, you think something's actually going to change? that they can't all decide to do the same things at the same time. None, nothing changes other than the number that the company is worth because you've split it into two companies. So now it looks like you took down a company's worth somehow. And people would actually look at it that way. And they, well, if we break off Instagram and it's worth $70 billion, well, this is going to reduce Facebook's net worth by $70 billion. And that's a win in their scenario. Instagram still exists. Yeah. It's still that money, that market capitalization is still there between those two companies. They can make the same decisions they still that make Facebook the, does. They've got phones. They can text each other back and forth. They can make phone calls. The same thing's going to happen. No, none of it changes at all. Anyway, yeah. Marianne Williamson, listen. Making dumb bleep early. It's never good to make dumb bleep early. No. Yeah. No. When you jump out the gates dumb bleep on Tuesday, you mm. know that something dumb has transpired you know you done messed up <laughs> you done messed up marianne all right ladies and gentlemen i'm going to cut in here and tell you about our sponsor better help you've heard us talk about them before it's charlie's favorite app better help you can go to betterhelp.com or you can download the app better help is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist so it's therapy over your phone all right if you are having a tough time getting by right now. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety. Maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be. Maybe you're not finding the meaning in life. You know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be. If you're dealing with anxiety, with depression, with relationship problems, BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com GML, and that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com slash GML, you make an account, they ask you some questions about yourself, 
some preferential questions and they're going to pair you with a therapist that they think will work best for you. If you don't want that therapist, that's fine. You just pick another one, okay? It's safe, it's secure, it's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office, by the way. Listen, taking care of your brain, of your mental health is super important. I don't know if you know this, but your brain controls everything that you do, okay? So maybe it would help you to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app, you can do video call, you can do voice calls, all kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey. All right, here's some more good news for y'all. Biden is seeking an extra 80 billion for the IRS to enhance enforcement because they're not not doing a very good job. They need to up their SWAT team game, I think. This is coming from the Hill. President Biden is expected to propose giving the IRS an additional $80 billion in added authority in order to facilitate his plan to target high earners who avoid paying taxes, the New York Times reported Tuesday. The enforcement is a key part of Biden's plan to pay for his social infrastructure legislation, dubbed the American Families Plan. Jesus. The American Families Plan infrastructure the effort is expected to cost at least one trillion dollars and is aimed at reducing inequality by making investments in affordable child care paid family leave free community college and other issues the times reported that administration officials believe the irs crackdown could raise as much as 700 billion over 10 years let me hang on it's eighty billion over ten years, so they're going to be spending eight oh. billion a year. Okay, to get I thought it was eighty billion. billion a year. I thought it was eighty yeah. billion. Yeah. <laughs> you would expect that kind of math, but I thought it was eighty billion, yeah. which means if they give them eighty billion, they're not going to take it away. Yeah, yeah. So now they're losing money. But anyway, paying for a chunk of the planned bill, going after the gap between what businesses and taxpayers pay and what they actually owe, has long been seen as an area to pursue by various administrations, and the Biden team argues that the extra clout for the IRS can enable it to close the gap. Biden is also planning to raise taxes on capital gains for people making more than a million and raise the tax rate on households making at least 400000 annually to pay for his plan. This is uh, oh. this is like when a mafia decides they're going to they're gonna get more, more muscle. They're going to pay for some more guys. You know what's wrong is we don't have enough guys out there threatening people with baseball bats uh-huh. to get the money. This is their same this is the same thing. And to make the point on how cra- we'll talk about the 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 stealing need to hit Jeff Bezos with that brass knuckle blizzard. <laughs> the stealing. <laughs> They'll scissor kick him in the karate artery. Yeah. All right. Um this person that has a blue check mark or a white check mark because I have mine on nighttime mode all the time. So a white check mark here from Bill Pasquel Jr. One trillion a year. That's how much mostly rich tax tax cheats rob from us. One. Let me read that again without the mess ups. One trillion a year. That's how much the tax cheats rob from us. Rob. Funding the IRS to stop harassing regular Americans and start auditing millionaires is essential to making the tax system fair. So, let let's get this right. Let's make sure that we're all adjusted to the right ideology here. If people don't pay money to the government that they earned in a rightful way 
through doing things like exchanging value with other people, if they don't pay the money that the government decides that they are supposed to pay, then that means that those people stole money from you. That's what that means. Yeah, they cheated you. They cheated you. Because you sent out a SWAT team, you created a mafia that decided that a certain percentage of the rightful earnings of someone, the just earnings of someone, that that is what they were supposed to pay. See, the problem is there is no just earnings to these people. That's true. It's true. It's like if you're rich, it's because you did something bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way that you can be rich. Now, this was true in maybe, let's say, the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s, 1500s, when you had to rape and pillage other villages and steal all their stuff to get richer. But that's not the way the world works anymore. That's not what capitalism does. But that's what they, that's the way these people think. You know, this whole saying, I've seen it all over the place, eat the rich. And it's more and more is happening. I saw this teacher the other day make a video, literally made a video, said that she's a teacher. And then she admitted to indoctrinating children about eating the rich. And I was like, what? What? She's like, I'm going to keep doing it too. First off, she's not a nutritionist. I don't think that that's the best (laughs) thing to do. Okay. Probably goes against the guidelines, I'd say. Yeah. Overall. I don't see it on the food pyramid anywhere. Yeah. This is obviously, this is obviously happening, happening all over the place. This is, uh, this is why we need to work on more private and homeschooling for our for our kids i'll say our even though i don't have any kids uh, because the government will always find a way to indoctrinate your kids into thinking that the government is the way to solve things they have to that that's what they're always going to do people on the government pay scale are going to justify their existence and so unless you're at a really good school or maybe you're somewhere out there in the midwest or where my, uh, you know, my mom's gonna go, gonna go back to teaching next year, and she's not gonna be convincing her students that that the government needs to fix everything. She's gonna convince them to put periods in the right place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what she's gonna do. But yeah, this is uh, this is an actual thing that people think, and we have to find a way. We have to find a way to reason with this, or at least to get all the people who know that this is not the proper way of thinking. We have to find a way to get all of those people together. So we can actually take a stand and stop these things from happening. So we got to do one on the educational front, things like what we're trying to do all the time. And then also on the organization front, people have got to start standing up and saying, hey, just because I didn't give the government its penance doesn't mean that I stole from you. The, the audacity, the, the whole idea of thinking that if I don't send people with guns to extract money from this person's bank account, that that means they're stealing from me? I, I don't understand it. Well, Nate, that's why your potholes aren't getting fixed. I, yeah, if we, do, we, just, know, we need more money for the roads. schools are crumbling. Yeah. The airports are falling apart. Planes are crashing <laughs> all around us. Cars are driving off bridges. You know? <laughs> that's, <laughs> because that's, the, bridges, the bridge walls aren't high enough? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 and then they're crumbling. Our crumbling, Im- there crumbling. you go, the crumbling infrastructure, mm. yes. By the yeah, way, if you right. haven't ever had crumble cookies, <laughs> they are freaking delicious. Crumble, like, a, is that a brand or is yeah, that a kind yeah. of cookie? I've never heard of it before, but it's downtown. Uh, crumble without the E. There's no E on it. I don't know why, but they just spelled crumble, C-R-U-M-B-L. I crumble. hate it when people spell stuff wrong in their, in their names. But it's freaking delicious i don't know if they have them anywhere else but you guys 
Not like the infrastructure. That's terrible. But crumble cookies, man. Amanda's inferring that uh, you've been eating a lot of cookies lately. Well, I look fat. Is that fat? true? Do I look fat? I just She says that this is like the second random cookie reference Amanda, you spouted off. Come on. It's not <laughs> fair. Can I get a skinnier <clears throat> camera, please? We could maybe do some work on that. I feel like I look okay. I mean... You're wearing could, a giant hockey jersey. How could, could we I tell? I could lose some weight. Charlie's going to have shoulder pads on but, tomorrow. <laughs> no, they didn't pull my sweet tooth. Still, still, <laughs> I still got that. I'm still kind of hurting, by the way. I, I think it turned into a dry socket. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how. But I have this dull, aching pain right here. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, it's not. I, I'm, I can manage. It's not unbearable. But, man, it just won't go away. It's just literally one thing after the other after the other. All the, all the canker sores, um, went away. By the way, so that's good news. That I stopped is good. using the clove oil. That all went away. But as soon as that went away, now this is here to stay. I guess for and it rhymed. How, so you long, know it's important. However long, yeah, I say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. All you right. Know, <laughs> you, you know, we got one more thing in here, and uh, it's just. This is going to affect the market, so this is why uh, this matters. And by the market, I don't mean like the stock market, which you could pay attention to and you could learn about by going to mastermystonks.com. Ooh, I slipped Mm. in an ad right there if you wanted to. Plug your ears, Clay. (laughs) But this could affect the job market. This will affect the labor market. All right, so Biden, Joseph R. Biden, you guys know him. He's the president. I can't believe they weren't already here. I can't believe this has just now happened. I know. How did it take to 2021? Biden's going to raise the minimum wage for federal contractors to $15 an hour. Now, if you're a contractor and you're only making $15 an hour, you really messed up, okay? Just just ask Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> president from, from Yahoo News here. President Joe Biden will sign an executive order on Tuesday requiring federal contract workers to make at least $15 an hour. Now, remember, he's not going to require them to be worth at least $15 an hour. They're going to sign an executive order requiring that they be paid at least $15 an hour. (laughs) All right. As his efforts to increase the national minimum wage, the 15 an hour stalled in Congress, the executive order could impact hundreds of thousands of people who are working on federal contracts. That's right. Hundreds of thousands of people working on federal contracts, giving a raise to low-wage workers, including food service workers on military bases and maintenance workers in government buildings. The Economic Policy Institute estimates up to 390,000 low-wage contractors will see a raise as a result of the executive order. EPI estimates the average annual pay increase for year-round workers will be up to $3,100, largely benefiting women and black or Hispanic workers. Of course. So this is a racist law because I didn't hear him say white. Mm. (laughs) Come on. Biden's executive order will also phase out the tipped minimum wage for federal contract workers by 2024 because everyone knows people work for the government don't tip for shit. Mm. Okay. Because they hate their job and they hate their lives. All right. But also currently the tip minimum wage is $7.65. The White House argues the move will make workers more efficient and productive while reducing turnover. Of course it will. Yeah. Yeah, that's exact. It's not that it's just going to be mandated and they'll keep doing the same stuff they're doing right now. That's not, that wouldn't happen. You'll magically pay the federal contractors a guaranteed $15 minimum and they're just going to just do better at their jobs after that. Because There's nothing it, more efficient and productive than government 
<laughs> workers and institutions. <laughs> and by the way, phasing out the tipped minimum wage of seven sixty-five for federal cup, man. If I would have been making seven sixty-five in the eight years that I was waiting tables, it wouldn't have mattered because I was making so much more than that from the tips because I was good at my freaking job. Yeah. All right. That's what I actually had mm-hmm. to say after that. Anyone who works for tips knows that that wage does not matter and that you make way more from the actual tips. But you you start raising people's wages up to 15, trust me, the tips are going to go down. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're not going to have to... That, I th- tip, tipped wages are such a good example of free market. Like, do a better job, and overall, you're going to make more money. That's how it works in a, in a tipped field, like waiting tables or... It's a meritocracy. Yeah. Just doing, you know, doing a new, being an Uber driver, you can make more money. You can make more money in tips if you do a really good job. Given lap dances, you probably make more tips, you know? <laughs> all those things that we've all done for years, yeah. and we all know this. <laughs> How many lap dances have you given in your life? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. I don't know. The White House argues, yeah, it's going to make it more efficient. Quote, this important action will make a significant difference in the lives of thousands of Americans, many frontline and essential workers, as it takes a strong step closer to ensuring that every worker's dignity and contributions are honored with a decent paycheck. Nancy Pelosi said in a statement. All right. Here's how it will affect the other wages, because when you have this fake market force in here guaranteeing people $15 an hour like oh if you work for the government and you're waiting tables or you're working as a janitor somewhere or you're working somewhere in an office at a minimum wage job well the government's going to pay way better and they can do that because if you don't give them their money they'll kill you okay yeah that's okay so they can pay that if they want to but like Austin Peterson said every law should end with or we will kill you it, it is it is. So what, you know, that's, that is the thing when they, when you don't pay them the taxes, they'll send people to put you in a cage. And you what if thing. you don't comply? You know, the thing, you know, the thing. So when they are offering this $15 an hour minimum, well, what's that going to do for the job market around all of those places? What are they going to need to do to try and entice people to come work there? All of the things they're doing, which by the way, Kudos to them for actually knowing what these are all going to lead to, because I think everyone in the government knows exactly what these policies will lead to. The market will have to raise its wages, just like arguing that the unemployment benefit should be there permanently. The market will have to raise its wages. This is a way that you implement a $15 an hour minimum wage without implementing a $15 an hour minimum wage. And they're good at this kind of thing. They're really good. They understand incentives. Mm-hmm. You don't think that the government doesn't understand incentives? Well, what's the government made of? They're just people. Yeah. Yeah. They know. They they know. And they know that if they can't get the minimum wage passed, well, we could offer people money to stay at home. And then the businesses will have to pay them more money to come work there. Now, it doesn't matter if things get more expensive. It doesn't matter if the... 400,000 low-wage contractors getting a bump from $10 an hour to $15 an hour is going to raise the labor, uh, the actual labor expenses by 50%. That that part mm. doesn't matter. Now, of course, that's if they keep all the same worker, workers and give them the same hours. What will be really interesting to see is if they end up cutting a bunch of federal contractors or reducing a bunch of people's wait, uh, hours. Yeah, That'll be nice to see. I don't, I can't even remember a time where I waited tables or bartended where I made, God, less than $20 an hour. Yeah. For, for, I mean, maybe on a, maybe a couple lunch shifts where it wasn't very busy and only had a few tables, 
But most of the time I could work four to six hours and make at least 200 bucks plus. That's $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. Four hours worth of work, 200 bucks in and out. Now, if you're a crappy server, you're not going to make that. Yeah. You're going to get terrible tips and uh, you're just going to make that two fifteen an hour or whatever it is. <laughs> two thirteen. Two thirteen an hour here in Tennessee. On two thirteen. <laughs> it's a very important number. But if you do a really good job, you can make some more, you can get some more money. And yeah, Matthew just said, remember when Bernie couldn't pay the $15 an hour. Yeah. And so I think we're going to get an interesting experiment going here and we're going to see how many federal contractors there are after this. Now, there'll be a lot more people trying to get those jobs also. So they're going to have that playing in their favor for keeping the number, but seeing if their actual hours are are decreased and seeing if they actually cut people that are in the workforce. I just think it's hilarious. They're trying to sell it as the government this is going to become more efficient and productive. Yeah. You just pay them, you just pay them more money. Yeah. That's what you do when someone's not producing $15 an hour. You pay them $15 an hour. And then they'll start, they'll and magically then, start doing it. Because they're so altruistic and virtuous mm. and they're, they're here for the benefit. First, they work for the government, so they care mostly about the taxpayer. And they wouldn't want to rip the taxpayer off. No. So they're going to receive that big pay bump and they're going to want to work even harder and even more efficient to make sure that they earn those 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 monies mm -hmm. that they're getting paid. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but we're being slightly sarcastic about yeah. this. A little facetious. Facetious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not fascist. <laughs> facetious. That's a further quote from Nancy Pelosi I just saw here <laughs> at the end. Yeah. All right, y'all. I think that's all we got today. That's about all there is. A couple dumb bleeps, some good news, some bad news, <laughs> mainly bad news. That's all we talk so, about. So if you will do a couple things for us, one, become a member of the Patreon so you can potentially make that 500th episode party. We're not just going to accept a bunch of people that joined the week before. Okay. I'm actually, you know, I'm I got not walls. I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I am, I'm potentially looking at, uh, an Airbnb for yeah. folks over the weekend that has a pool. We might need a pretty big one. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Okay. I'm looking. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can find something that can fit uh, the thousands and thousands of people that will likely be trying to get there. So we'll have to get a good rate on our Airbnb <laughs> and we'll do the 500th episode somewhere around the 4th of July. So you want to join that Patreon so you can get that coveted email about joining us on that date in time for our 500th episode and also so you can contribute towards liberty actually getting the message out there that sounds like a, a good idea if you think any of the things that we said over the last 36 minutes and 55 seconds were important well then you want to contribute towards our ad dollars which is what you're doing by joining on patreon okay so make sure you go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty Tell a friend, tell it, will you tell them all about telling their <laughs> friends and their uncles and stuff? Yeah, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell a little kid. <laughs> because they need to grow up learning about liberty. And this is, a, for the most part, a skin-friendly show. We don't curse very often. Um, is there only, like a kids, Only when we want to. <laughs> is there like a kid's liberty podcast? Like one that's geared towards... I don't know. Teach, like you're a, like you're a second grade teacher, only you're talking about... I know, I know about the, the, the Tuttle Twins books. Yeah. So they have the books. I, I don't know if they there's a, a kid-friendly podcast. Hmm. But hmm. they really, I mean, kids should be able to understand this stuff anyway. I saw this video the other day where a guy was talking about how most six-year-olds <laughs> can 
not only pronounce, but they understand what a Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. means. Like, why are we not teaching them bigger words? Why do we dumb them down? We should be speaking to them eloquently. That would and, require the older people knowing those words. Right, that's true. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> yeah. where yeah. the issue is. That's the disconnect right there. Anyway, tell a child. <laughs> tell a child about liberty. Do that. Liberty, liberty. And make it fun for them. Tell some uh, adults, your aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, mothers, and aunts. And tell them all. And if you do all that, leave us that rating and review on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. And then uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day and day good. Morning, Liberty. I'm good morning, Liberty. I'm. You know, the rapidly rising... Uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with, uh, I don't know, uh, uh. <laughs>